0: Hi there, I'm Mark Swallow, and I'm glad you are joining me for today's God Is podcast. Let's get started learning who God is. Thank you for joining me today from wherever you are and by however you listen, as we meet together coast to coast here in the United States and all the way around the world. When we left off last time, we were talking about the providence of God in this respect. God preserves everyone and everything he has created. We said the providence of God teaches us that we are created by the will of God and we are preserved by the will of God. We did not create ourselves, so we cannot sustain ourselves. We are dependent on the Lord, not independent from him. And we added that it is not that we exist only because God has decided not to destroy us. So we might imagine that God makes a decision. I will let them live. And then God retreats and takes up some other interest and we just live and move and have our own being. No, we continue to exist because God intentionally uses his power to charge our lives with the divine energy we need to exist. Almighty God does not have another interest. He is always, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 24-7, engaged in supporting us, all of us, Christian and not Christian alike. And then we applied this to all things great and small. All things are under the providence of God, God created all things, therefore he takes charge of all things. We heard several scriptures in the Gospels when Jesus tells us that God numbers the hair on each one of our heads. Admittedly, he has more to count on some than others. Jesus said that not one sparrow bird falls to the ground apart from God. and The Creator gives food to his creatures including birds like ravens who have no barns in which they store their sustenance. And again, Jesus adds that God clothes the grass of the field. This all God's providential care for the creatures he has made. Have you been outside in the wonderful world God has made? And have you observed wild animals eating? And have you ever thought about their food? Or maybe in an effort to rest and relax some evening, you watch a show on the television or tablet about the lives of, say, a pride of lions or a pod of whales and you watch them catch their prey and eat? And have you thought, wow, all of that provision, as often as they need it to sustain their lives, and it all comes to them from God? Well, when we have that thought, we understand this first aspect to divine providence. God sustains the mighty and the weak, the big and the small, the human and the animal, the stars in the sky, and the grass on the ground. This reminds me so much of that hymn, All Things Bright and Beautiful. The words are by Cecil Francis Alexander and were first published in her Hymns for little children. Do you know it? The words go like this. All things bright and beautiful, all creatures great and small, all things wise and wonderful, the Lord God made them all. Each little flower that opens, each little bird that sings, he made their glowing colors, he made their tiny wings. The rich man in his castle, the poor man at his gate, God made them high and lowly and ordered their estate. The purple-headed mountain, the river running by, the sunset and the morning that brightens up the sky. The cold wind in the winter, the pleasant summer sun, the ripe fruits in the garden, he made them every one. The tall trees in the greenwood, the meadows where we play, the rushes by the water we gather every day. He gave us eyes to see them, and lips that we might tell. How great is God Almighty, who has made all things well. All things bright and beautiful, all creatures great and small, all things wise and wonderful, the Lord God made them all. And I add, The Lord preserves them all. The Lord sustains them all, day by day and night by night. We have no being unless our being is in God. God is ultimately involved in every life. He is reigning and he is ruling. He is in charge and he is in control. He is in the great and in the small. He is in the big picture and in the small picture. All throughout the world, we can trace God's invisible hand in all lives. Francis Turretin, who I've been telling you about, he uses the analogy of the glorious sun, which illuminates the very lowest places on the earth, even the filthy and polluted places with its rays. And in this way, the greatness of the sun's splendor is shown. Likewise, God is glorious, and he illuminates the lowest places of our world with his rays. And in this way, his splendor is displayed. God shines down on us. Granted, some people respond to this in worship to God, and others respond to this by taking it for granted they live and by doing everything they can to dishonor the very one who gives them their next breath but the reality is God preserves for a time and for a season both those who love him and those who hate him. Listen to the psalmist now. This is the providence of Almighty God directly stated. Psalm 36, verse 6, O Lord, you preserve man and beast. And give ear to Psalm 145, verses 15 and 16. The eyes of all look to you, and you give them their food in due time. You open your hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing. That's Psalm 36, 6 and Psalm 145, 15 and 16. I hope you are somehow keeping track of this week's scriptures and reading them for yourself. They are stunning. Let me repeat these. Psalm 36, verse 6, O Lord, you preserve man and beast. Psalm 145, verses 15 and 16, the eyes of all look to you, and you give them their food in due time. You open your hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing. Oh, my friends, this is the providence of God. Just before we leave this first aspect to the providence of God, I think it would be helpful if we just take one life of one person in the Bible and see how God sustained him. Let's go to Genesis chapter 22. And let's find God's providential provision for Isaac. As you may well know, Abraham had a son of promise, his second son, but his first with his wife Sarah. His name is Isaac, and Abraham loved Isaac deeply. But in Genesis 22, we have the command of God as a test for Abraham. I'll read the story for us in Genesis 22, verses 1 through 14. This is a longer reading than usual, but easy to follow. Genesis 22, 1 through 14. Now it came about after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham. And Abraham said, Here I am. God said, Now take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the land of Moriah, And offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, which I will tell you. So Abraham arose early in the morning and saddled his donkey, and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son. And he split wood for the burnt offering, and arose and went to the place which God had told him. On the third day Abraham raised his eyes and saw the place from a distance. Abraham said to his young men, Stay here with the donkey. And I and the lad will go over there, and we will worship and return to you. Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac his son, and he took in his hand the fire and the knife. So the two of them walked on together. Isaac spoke to Abraham his father and said, My father. And Abraham said, Here I am, my son. And Isaac said, Behold, The fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham said, God will provide for himself the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. So the two of them walked on together. Then they came to the place of which God had told him. And Abraham built the altar there and arranged the wood and bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham! And Abraham said, Here I am. The angel of the Lord said, Do not stretch out your hand against the lad and do nothing to him. For now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. Then Abraham raised his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him a ram caught in the thicket by his horns, and Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the place of his son. Abraham called the name of that place the Lord will provide, as it is said to this day, In the mount of the Lord it will be provided. There it is! the provident provision of God, the ram caught in the thicket, given so that the life of Isaac is preserved. Verse 8, God will provide, says Abraham. Verse 14, the name of the place is, the Lord will provide, and in the mount of the Lord it will be provided. God is the one who provides what? He provides life. He gives the life of the ram so that God can continue to sustain the life of Isaac. This is only one example. Every life serves as an example of God's preserving power in us. And when you join me again tomorrow, we will move on to the second aspect of the providence of God on God is. Thank you for listening to this God is podcast. Drop me an email and tell me what you think. mark at godisministry.org That's mark at godisministry.org Please do share this with others and be sure and join me for the next one.